this political coliseum, we slay the rising beast with the fateful sword of truth that transcends hypocrisy and censorship. It's time to unleash yourself from the tyrants of media propaganda on the America Out Loud Talk Radio Network. This is Unleashed, the political news hour. It's been said that you can't tell the players without a scorecard, or in the case of Donald Trump, you can't tell the plays without a scorecard. We have to start by asking why in the world was Donald Trump such a target? Remember, before he came down that escalator with a Melania in 2015, he was dearly beloved. He was the host of Celebrity Apprentice, and everybody loved the show. They ran it for God knows how many years. And he would show up at world wrestling events, and the crowd would cheer, and everything would be wonderful. People loved his buildings, his splashy style. Then he came down the escalator. And he was opposite the anointed successor, Hillary Clinton. So you have to sit here and say, what happened then? Well, it wasn't just that he was opposite the anointed successor. He started his MAGA brand and called out the Democrat Party for taking the country down the toilet. He said he would drain the swamp. And he made China the big enemy, at least in the view of America. And yes, they are. He said we would build the wall. Well, the Democrats wanted more immigration regardless of the law. And the key here is that Donald Trump was out to destroy decades of corruption. But... It's not just that you've got a handful of people at the top. There are literally thousands or tens of thousands of people in government who benefit from the corruption. They have their little places where they make nice money. They have no risk of ever being fired due to civil service rules. And any time that the Democrats do anything, it creates more work for them or for their buddies or you name it. There's any of a hundred reasons why all of these people benefit from the corrupt, putrid swamp that is Washington, D.C. And, you know, they want their illusion of power. They want their payoffs, promises of promotion. We have couple of examples that are really typical of this. Peter Stroke, who after Trump got elected, well, we have an insurance policy to keep anything from happening. And this was, in fact, seditious conspiracy. Then you have James Comey, who immediately after Trump is elected says, let's send some FBI agents over just to have a little conversation with uh, Mike Flynn. Why did they pick on Mike Flynn? Because Mike Flynn knew where the bodies were buried. And they impoverished him by prosecuting him for so-called lying to the FBI. And contra 
our chief justice saying there are no Democrat judges and no Republican judges. Remember that the judge in the Mike Flynn case appointed his own prosecutor after he was told to stuff it and get rid of things. So the key here is that the process is the punishment. Now, Donald Trump is the general in charge of the second American revolution. And I'm not using that language lightly because throwing out the bums in DC, clearing out the swamp, or as uh, Hercules found out the Aegean stables ain't easy. And this is going to take flat out a revolt to do it because there are a lot of entrenched powers Ultimately, there are entrenched powers who might even try to kill Trump. But as Lavrenti Berea said, show me the man, I'll find you the crime. And because there are so many thousands of laws, there are many, many things that can be discovered to be crimes. And frankly, the left are political arsonists. They want to burn us down. But let's continue the calendar. After the election, you had the Russia hoax, which failed. That started on April 18 of 2019, or I should say when it failed. You have the Ukraine phone call three months later, July of 2019. Suddenly, this became, oh my God, he's trying to get a quid pro quo from a foreign country. Well, guess what? You horse trade foreign countries all the time. But they don't care. They are political arsonists. They want to burn you down. And remember, many times the process is the punishment. And then they impeached him in December of 2019. Then January 6th of 2021 got blamed on Trump. That riot almost certainly was caused by agents provocateur, as the term goes, plants, FBI, CIA, whoever else, these were people who were planted in the crowd to stir things up, to make it happen. But we can blame it on Trump. And the key on all of this was to try to prevent him from returning. And remember that they failed to convict him on both impeachments. But immediately afterwards, there started to be lots of speculation about Trump running to come again in 2024. Uh, Facebook pages were up for 2024. So this was not news. It was probably the worst kept secret in politics. So what happens in July of 2019? Now, remember, this is while Trump was president. Eugene Carroll published a rape allegation in an, in the New York magazine. Months later in November, Trump denied it and immediately got hit with a defamation suit. Now, wait a minute. Somebody says I did something bad and I say, no, I didn't. That's not defamation. That's defense. And that's the going to be the grounds on which this whole thing gets turned over because I'm allowed to defend myself. And of course, The trial never allowed him to present his uh, defense. But just following that along, 
in May of 2022, there was a one-year window opened up. Now, mind you, there were a whole bunch of people got in, but literally hours after the New York Adult Survivors Act was passed in May of 2022, Eugene Carroll now charged him with rape and tried to get more money out of him. And as you know, the court said, yes, yeah, she gets $8 million. Well, this she was the first one in line, and there were a bunch of cases that came up. But ultimately, this was, we are going to do everything we can to get Trump, and that's why the law was passed. There were all kinds of spin statements out there, but that's what went on. Then, let's go on. In 2022, September, New York indicts Trump on the business fraud. We know about that. $450 million they want from it. In August of 2022, you had the Mar-a-Lago raid. We now know that was looking for uh, a folder that had all of the documents showing how the CIA cooked up the Russia hoax. And I really didn't talk much about the Russia hoax, but that went all along. We all know about that. Finally, in November 15 of 2022, right after the midterm election, Trump announced, well, guess what? In March of 2023, New York comes up with the Stormy Daniels election fraud case, which is a piece of garbage. They tried to make 34 felonies out of it because he made a decision to make a payment. He made the payment 17 times or whatever, something silly about this. And their argument was he falsified business records to commit an underlying crime. That is, he was doing election, illegal election stuff. Well, guess what? That's a federal issue. It's not a state issue. And using a state law to punish a federal crime is pretty much unheard of and will almost certainly fail. Then on August of 23, you get the January 6th indictment. And we know that that's up there with the presidential immunity issues. And then in September of 23, we get the Colorado case initially filed. In December, it hits the Supreme Court of Colorado, and now the Supreme Court has heard it and will give us a decision. Let's make this really, really clear. The second American Revolution is underway. The only question is, will we support our general in front, who has pledged his life, his fortune, and his sacred honor to making America great again. Because remember, America is where the American dream lives. D.C. and the swamp have tried to strangle the American dream. The American dream is the idea that you are free to bust your butt to make a better life and not have it stolen from you by the government. 
and that American dream lives in a place called America. The socialist dream, which is what the left wants, is the idea that the government should be free to steal what you busted your butt to create and give it to somebody who won't get off his own butt. Yes, that's what's happening. After the break, we'll do a little bit more. World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company launched the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. The Wellness Company's chief medical board designed every supplement and medical protocol with your health in mind. From groundbreaking supplements like the Spike Support Formula to unique care like freedom from Big Pharma. Join a healthcare system that puts your health and well-being above the interest of Big Pharma's bottom line. It's the way healthcare should be, with a company that shares your values. Go to outloudcare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. The pandemic may be over for some, but millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-haul effects of toxic spike protein from COVID-19 and the vaccines. You've heard Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company discuss the harmful effects of spike protein in your body. And now they found the solution, the miracle enzyme natokinase. Their spike support formula contains natokinase, the most compelling and scientifically supported approach to safely clear spike protein out of the body. What's more, spike support is optimized with other all-natural, non-GMO ingredients, like dandelion root, to help prevent spike protein from binding to your cells. Everyone should take daily spike support so you can feel your best. America Out Loud listeners can go to outloudcare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Asiya believes that inside each of us is the potential to feel and be our very best. Our customers will tell you how our products have made a difference for them. From improving immune health, regulating hormone balance, supporting gut health, to soothing the skin, even reducing the appearance of wrinkles, fine lines, and cellulite, and providing targeted support for mind, mood, energy, and even our body's own production of collagen. Make our breakthrough products an essential step in becoming your best self and fulfilling your greatest potential. ASEA, we power potential. For exclusive savings, use code OUTLOUD to save 15% off your first order today. Welcome back to Unleashed, today's political news hour. I'm Dr. Ted Noel, and on your way back, don't forget to check the America Out Loud shop for the latest health resources and product innovations that may well enhance your life. Use the code OUTLOUD to get special discounts for our America Out Loud family. It's been said that it ain't cheating if you don't get caught. Pretty simple. 
That's the A.J. Foyt rule, and he used it in all sorts of stock car and IndyCar racing. And if he could hide his cheating and win the race, well, it wasn't cheating because he didn't get caught. Well, the Democrats have rewritten that rule to it ain't cheating if we control the judges and the prosecutors. So we have an attorney general who is most happy to prosecute uh, Republicans. But when Democrats do exactly the same thing, the answer is nothing to see here. Nobody did anything. And so nothing gets done. It is a two-tiered system, and it is just as much left versus right as it is privileged versus people. Remember, Donald Trump is the leader of the New American Revolution, and he has pledged his life, his fortune, and his sacred honor, his rather considerable fortune in there, to pushing America back in the direction of freedom. And the Democrats can't stand that. You see, the Democrats have exactly one religion, and that's big government, and they have that religion because right now they basically control it. And for the better part of a century, it didn't matter who was in the White House. Everything kept shifting a little farther to the left and a little farther to the left, and the Democrats were able to run their grift every single time. They had their power. They had their payola. And all of us are familiar with people who enter Congress with no money and walk out multimillionaires. Yeah, they didn't get it in Congress. They got it because they were in Congress and people helped them out. That's why they wrote the rules that said, if you have a campaign fund and you decide not to run again, anything in that campaign fund is now yours personally. So, for example, Mitch McConnell, who has this huge leadership fund that he should be spending to help elect Republicans, gets to put it in his own pocket when he retires. Such wonderful public servants these people are. On the other hand, Donald Trump has not taken one penny, and he stands to lose a half a billion dollars in the New York fraud case. And that brings us to how the Democrats operate again. It's by any means necessary, and the word any means everything is on the table. We don't care what's going on. We want everything on the table. And basically what happened was Letitia James campaigned on a platform of I'm going to get Donald Trump's. That is bias in the extreme, straight up front. And she was able to get Engeron as her judge in the fraud case. Now, our... Supreme Court Chief Justice said there are no Republican judges, there are no Democrat judges. He's dead 
wrong. There are hard left judges. Republican judges try to actually, in most parts, follow the law. But the Democrats are willing to bend the law at every moment, break it. And if they own the prosecutors, they'll break it big time. And sorry, because we own the prosecutors, nothing will happen. So, and we will also make sure that any cases get tried in the jurisdictions that are most helpful to Democrats. So New York City and Washington, D.C. are the biggies. We're going to get them tried right there. But let's take a look at the New York fraud case. And basically what Letitia James said was Donald Trump overinflated the prices of his properties to get banks to lend him more money. And she's just flat wrong. If Donald Trump said he had a property worth $200 million, he said, here's what I think it's worth. Your job is to come back and say what you think it's worth. If you think it's worth $200 million, then we can use that as the basis for a loan for money to do something else. If you think it's only worth $100 million, then that's what we use as a basis for a loan. This is called a negotiation. And the whole concept of a fraud is simply, I tell you something that you then rely on in order to make decisions. Let's go to the classic thing that used to happen. You go to a used car lot and you look at this nice, clean car. It's got nice, clean oil in it. It's been washed and waxed. It looks good. The upholstery is okay. And the speedometer or the odometer, that's the trip meter, says the car's only been driven 20,000 miles. It's a low mileage car. So you rely on the salesman who said it's a low mileage car. You buy the car and then you discover later on that it actually had 120,000 miles on it. And, you know, a month down the line, you discover that the ball joints are gone. Then the rod bearings go. I mean, you run the list. Everything mechanical starts to fall apart. That car salesman committed a fraud. He told you something that was false. He knew it was false. And he used it to get you to trust him and to act based on that trust. That's what a fraud is. What did Donald Trump do? Nothing of the kind. He didn't say, trust me. He said, here's what we think this property is worth. And you hand that paperwork to the bank and the bank comes back and says, okay, we'll get back to you. And they look and see what's going on. How are the comps? How big is the place, et cetera? And they finally come up with a number. You didn't say, trust me. You said, here's what I think it's worth. They came back and came with a counter. So whatever would be done, they would naturally give you a low number. Now, you might have a little back and forth on it, but ultimately, you reach an agreement 
on a number that makes sense to make loans. When Donald Trump did this, the banks lent him money. He ran his projects. His projects succeeded. The banks always got paid back with interest. And he had such a good reputation that the banks looked for him to knock on their door to try to get a good deal because they knew if they loaned him money, they were going to make money. And what are banks all about? Making money. So this was the deal. And what did Letitia James say? Oh, no. The definition of fraud doesn't require that I tell you something that you have to believe in making your decision. No. It's just you inflated the numbers, period. Therefore, you're guilty. And that's what Engeron bought. This will get overturned on appeal. The problem Trump has is, as we said before, the process is the punishment. In New York, Trump has to put up the $355 million plus $90 million in interest since the first date that some of this stuff handled. And give me a break. I don't think there's any rational way to see how they got to this number. Because, frankly, it was pulled out of somebody's, well, I'm sorry, you can't say this on air. Um, let's just say it smells as bad as where they got it. And it's complicated. It's just garbage. And hopefully the same court that has overturned Engeron five times already will overturn him again. But Trump has to put this money up. Now, how is he going to get that money? He has to pull it out of his bank account. Well, he doesn't have that money in his bank account. His money is working. So now he has to find somebody to loan him money. But, oh, no, New York banks aren't going to be allowed to loan him money because during the appeal, he's not allowed to borrow money from the New York banks. They just took away his ability to come up with the money. So now he may have to sell property and he's going to have to sell it at a fire sale. Anybody who's going to come by it is going to look and say, we're going to take this for pennies on the, on the dollar. And so if he sells something that's worth 200 million and he gets 50 for it, who's going to give him back the 150 million that the court took away from him? That becomes an unlawful taking. Oh, yeah, you begin to see how the process is the punishment. And his alternate choice is to put up a tenth of the money, which is what, maybe it's not, maybe it's 8%. But out of $450 million, let's just be rough and say $45 million, that much money he can come up with. But guess what? He can't get any of that back because of the way New York law is written. I think that there's a pretty good chance that he's going to take this to the federal courts and say, these rules are constitutionally abhorrent. They're denying me the right to get due process out of this case, and I should be able to have a stay pending appeal. That's what criminals get in large measure, where they say we're going to appeal, and a lot of these things go on. For example, uh, Peter Navarro was prosecuted for refusing to testify in front of Congress, refusing to answer a subpoena. He appealed 
his verdict. And the appellate court said, no, you're out, out of luck. Now he has to go to jail for a while. He had what's called a stay pending appeal. He doesn't have to go to jail and suffer the punishment waiting for the appeal to be heard. In this case, that $455 million or whatever it is, that huge money, Trump loses it while the appeal is going on. And he is going to be stuck losing a pot full of money. But he loves America so much that he will put up with losing the money and spending more money on attorneys to get this overturned because he's fighting for us. He is the leader of the second American revolution. And we are revolting for the same reason that the forefathers did. They had an oppressive, distant government. What do we have? We have an oppressive, distant government. They had excessive taxes. What do we have? We have excessive taxes. Yes, there were a handful of other specific things listed in the Declaration of Independence, But when you get right down to it, having the FBI investigate our Catholic churches and so on is almost the same thing as having a standing army just inflicting itself upon our population. So let's go on. We'll go look at the E. Jean Carroll case. What happened there? The case was under appeal because... Donald Trump wasn't allowed to defend himself in the first go-around. Basically, he said, I simply said I was defending myself. She said I raped her. I said I did not. It's nonsense. She's lying. That's simply a he said, she said. That is not defaming E. Jean Carroll. If anything, she's defaming him. And so what happens is the judge won't let him provide a defense. I mean, we all know the story. Uh, She said, oh, I can't remember which year it was. Give me a break. If you were raped, you know when it was. She said, I was wearing this particular dress or this particular pantsuit or whatever it was. Uh, No, you weren't because that one didn't exist yet. Oh, I was in trying on lingerie. No. We have laws that prevent you from trying on lingerie. Uh, You weren't doing that. So here we have multiple uh, key pieces that show she's wrong. The store didn't have surveillance video showing Donald Trump. Well, guess what? Another piece. She had no corroborating witnesses that were concurrent. This is a case that should never have gone to trial, but it went to trial with somebody who is part of the by any means necessary crowd. We're going to get Trump. We're going to put him in jail. We're going to bankrupt him. The process is the punishment, even if we don't get that. And then, of course, all the other things, the uh, 14th Amendment stuff we've talked about before. Everything is based on the fact that Trump is leading a revolution against a government which is distant, oppressive, 
and cannot be tolerated anymore. It has become our master, and it is supposed to be our servant. It has forgotten that its privileges, the Congress is only supposed to be able to borrow money on the credit of the United States, regulate commerce with foreign nations, establish uniform rules of naturalization and bankruptcy, coin money, fix standards of weights and measure, provide for punishment and counterfeiting, post offices and post roads, by the way, technology in the advance of uh, our country say that neither one of those are necessary. Patents and, and trademarks, and then we can set up some courts. We can declare war, raise and support armies, uh, provide and maintain a navy. You know, those are the big things. This is all a list that's in Article 1, Section 8. The problem we have is that the section starts with Congress shall have the power to lay and collect taxes, duties, imposts, and excises to pay the debts and provide for the common defense and the general welfare of the United States. That is a purpose clause. And this was argued in the convention. It was argued in the Federalists back and forth. That purpose clause says why we give you these powers. But what the courts have done is said, oh, yeah, you can do anything you want. They have gutted the enumerated powers, and we have no say in it. So Congress can go up there, can stay in Congress. They write the rules so that they can make money to run again and again and again and again, stay up there for lifetime, and write whatever laws they want without regard for what's good for America. This is pretty darn awful. So in the last section, I'll talk about how we go about changing this. In the meantime, remember to spread the news about America Out Loud articles and podcasts. Become active patriots who make a difference. Let's do everything we can to keep the truth alive. Lean, pure, with premium ingredients, Global Healing's Pure Plant Protein offers 20 grams of protein per scoop, and it's a perfect way to maintain and build lean muscle while indulging yourself. It combines enzymes and probiotics to maximize nutrient absorption, improving digestion, and your gut health. Available in vanilla and chocolate flavors, elevate your protein consumption while supporting your overall wellness with pure plant protein. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get 15% off using the code OUTLOUD. Global healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. I'm so confused. I don't know what to do. I'm afraid of going to the hospital. My doctor tells me nutrition doesn't work. Trust is earned. We are the Energetic Health Institute and we want to earn your trust. Natural medicine, holistic nutrition, detoxification, fasting, cellular healing, and so much more. Remember, the best way to be free is to be healthy. 
So stop being a patient and start being a student at energetichealthinstitute.org. Cardiovascular disease is the leading cause of death and disability. Today's high stress on the go lifestyle makes it hard to stay heart healthy. Lifestyle changes like exercise and diet are critical, but you can also support your heart with concentrated nutrients. Healthy Cell created heart and vascular health to support three aspects of heart health, cholesterol, blood pressure, and triglycerides with CoQ10, vitamin K2, resveratrol, and soluble fiber. And Healthy Cell's not a pill. It's a patent-pending gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients. You would need to take 13 pills to get the same amount of nutrients in each gel pack. And these great-tasting gels come in a small packet. Tear off the top, shoot it down, or mix it in water. Get heart healthy. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD for 25% off. Expert opinions, honest debate, and in-depth investigations are what you've come to expect from AmericaOutloud.news. We don't shy away from speaking the truth boldly and plainly. All that's missing is the propaganda that has infected legacy and social media. Get the best of down and dirty, wholesome American speak. Now is our time, my fellow Americans. America Out Loud Talk Radio. Liberty and justice for all. These days, every time you turn on the news, it seems like there's a new threat to your health. Maintaining a strong immune system has never been more critical. Advanced Nutrition Company, Healthy Cell, created Immune Super Boost to help you strengthen your immunity. Unlike other supplements that don't work, Immune Super Boost is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed nutrients proven to support immunity, like vitamin C, D3, zinc, elderberry, and echinacea. These physician-formulated gels come in a small gel pack. Tear off the top and shoot it down, or mix it in water. Boost your immunity. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. hygiene hasn't changed in 50 years, but our diet and the way we eat has, creating an environment in your mouth for bacteria to wreak havoc on your teeth and gums. For better oral health, get Spry Dental Defense, an oral care line designed to combat acid-creating bacteria. The toothpaste, mouthwash, mints, and gum all contain xylitol, a natural ingredient shown to dramatically improve oral health. Spry can be found online and at all fine natural retailers. There is one way that the citizens of this country can carry the revolt straight to D.C. and the swamp will have nothing whatever to say about it. Yes, it's there. And what we have to do is read Article 5 of our Constitution. You see, it's important that we understand what it says. 
it's probably a good idea for me to read the entire paragraph. Because that's all Article 5 is. The Congress, whenever two-thirds of both houses shall deem it necessary, shall propose amendments to this Constitution. Uh, the things that we need, a balanced budget, term limits, and so on, ain't happening. Not that way. Or, on the application of the legislatures of two-thirds of the several states, shall call a convention for proposing amendments, which in either case shall be valid to all intents and purposes as part of this constitution when ratified by the legislatures of three-fourths of the several states or by conventions in three-fourths thereof. Okay, let me put this in plain English. To propose a constitutional amendment. For example, we have the age of voting down to uh, 18. And that is the 26th Amendment. Had to make sure I got the right one. That was a really popular thing that would come through and really didn't have any direct effect on Congress. But term limits? Oh, my goodness. Term limits. No, I need to be here. My people elected me. I need to be here for another 30 years. Chuck Schumer needs to run for another 14 terms or uh, McConnell, the turtle, needs to be there for another 12 years or whatever, even though he is the worst person we know of with an R behind his name. In any case, they're not going to pass that. We know they're not going to pass a balanced budget amendment. It's been proposed again and again. Term limits have been proposed again and again. And by the way, term limits, there is a Supreme Court decision that says, sorry, Charlie, the states cannot impose term limits on representatives or senators. Can't do it. Ain't happening. And so... A couple of states tried it. They got slapped down. The court says you're adding qualifications to what the Constitution says. You know, you got to be 25 in the House, 30 in the Senate, 35 for president, and so on. Can't add anything to those lists. So what we have to do is get an Article 5 Convention of States under way. At present, there are 19 states listed by conventionofstates.com that have passed the resolution to call a constitutional convention. There are seven more states they list that are partway there. So we have 26. We need another and what is it, 35 we need, 34? No, we need 34. And we're working on it. Now, count on it. The bright blue states aren't likely to do much. But we still have a lot of states like Kansas, South Dakota, Montana, Wyoming, Nevada, uh, Maine, Vermont, New Hampshire, who very well could pass it. And 
there are a number of people who get all excited about what is this? What are we doing? How are we going to handle this? It is a royal mess. It's going to be a free-for-all. They're going to pass an amendment that says no left-handed hair lips can be uh, senators, or you have to be blonde to be a House member, or, you know, silly stuff like that. And these sorts of crazy ideas are bandied about as if they were factual, and they aren't. So let's imagine the worst case that could happen. We get enough states to call that you now have a convention, and each state's going to have to send a delegation. And remember, the states will vote by state. They're not going to vote by the population. Every state gets a vote. And if Florida says yes to one idea, that's one vote. We're going to have 50 states have delegations at the convention. Now, each one of them is going to come with some instructions. Some states will say you're only going to consider a balanced budget amendment. Some others are going to say you're only going to consider whatever. And there is an argument about how far they can go in these things in terms of figuring out what there is that they are allowed to do. So it's it's an open question there. But ultimately, the convention is going to set its own rules. They're going to vote on how they go about doing things. They're going to set up committees. They're going to look at what uh, subjects are going to get covered. It's going to look a lot like the original constitutional convention. So you're going to have all of these people who are dealing with certain things. There may be a committee of style, which the original convention had. And basically what they did was they said, you wrote this thing sloppy. We're going to smooth out the language. We're going to send it back to you. Is that what you wanted to say? That kind of thing. There's a hundred bits and pieces. And those things are going to get all worked out. And you're going to have some amendments come out and or proposed amendments come out. I'm sure we'll have a balanced budget amendment, which says something about the government's not going to be able to spend more than it took in last year with some small adjustment, you know, perhaps 3% more than it took in. Well, since we're running a big budget deficit right now, that deficit will have to go away. And there will be an escape clause that says, uh, here's how we can uh, overcome this. For example, it could be that two-thirds of the membership of both houses have to vote to approve an override I mean, which would be pretty reasonable because if we had some sort of an emergency situation and we had to deal with right away, I think we could get two-thirds of both houses to agree with it if it's a big enough emergency. Right now, we can't get two-thirds of either house to agree to anything. It's just the way it is. We're not going to get it. So let's take a look and carry on. What else might they say? We're almost certainly going to get term limits. 
and the term limits are going to be some variation on a theme. It may say that the total time that a, an individual can serve combined in House and Senate might be 16 years. You could do eight terms in the House, zero in the Senate. You could do one term in the Senate, five terms in the House. You know, that would be one choice. Or they might say that you have a maximum of four terms in the House, two terms in the Senate, or a maximum of 10 years in the Senate if you're appointed. You know, it, it toss the, the paper up in the air and you're going to have a combination somewhere along the line the convention's going to agree. But let's suppose, let's just suppose that they come up with a, an amendment that says we're going to do away with the Electoral College and we're going to have it be a majority vote only. Well, how do you think that's going to go? Well, first of all, Florida is not going to go for it. But look at the little states, Mississippi and Alabama, who have five or six electoral votes, or Alaska, which has three, or Maine, which has three, Idaho has four or five. You, know, you have a pot full of states. I mean, Montana has three. Uh, you have a pot full of states that only have a few votes. But if it was the national majority vote, they're not going to vote for it because it takes away any leverage they have at all, takes it all away. And so they're going to say, no way, no how, you know, get off of my property. It's not happening. And remember that you've got to have three-fourths of all of the states agree, which is 37 states. So you can only have 13 say no when you start counting up small states like Alaska, Idaho, Montana, Wyoming, North and South Dakota, uh, Nevada, Utah, Alabama, Mississippi, Arkansas, Missouri, you know, Vermont, Maine. I think I've crossed 14 pretty quickly. It cannot be adopted unless you get 37 states. So the idea that you can have a, an amendment that would do something awful just won't happen. You're not going to find an amendment that says the equal rights will be dependent on sexual or orientation. You know, that that's, that's a protected class. That's not going to happen. We got way too many states are going to say, no way, Jose. And some of them are pretty darn big ones. But you get Texas and Florida, Louisiana, Georgia, Mississippi, Alabama, Arkansas, Oklahoma. Start running the list. There's a whole tier here where that kind of an ideal will never find its way into the Constitution. What will we see? Like I said, we will see term limits. We will see a balanced budget. And after that, we have some other issues that could come up. Could be issues of uh, what constitutes misbehavior by a judge. It could be saying how many 
people can be in a congressional district. I mean, right now, we're far north of half a million people in a district when one of the original points was that there'd be a whole lot less. Article 1, Section 2 says that the number of representatives shall not exceed one for every 30,000. That says you can't have tiny, tiny districts. But there was an amendment proposed by James Madison, which said that as you get to larger number of seats in the House, you start saying, okay, let's make the number of seats in a district or number of citizens in a district change. So, you know, once you pass 200 seats in the House, make sure that you have 50,000 per district and so on. And the amendment actually still exists, needing just a handful of votes to become part of the Constitution. And if you went to the 50,000 uh, formula, you'd have quite a large house. But if you looked at it and said, well, we're going to expand it a bit more, then we have more. You know, I mean, you're going to have you're going to have maybe 150,000 or 200,000 per district, but that'll be a whole lot better than seven or eight hundred thousand, which is what we have now. Uh, put bluntly, what we have now makes it impossible for a representative to be close to his district. It's just too big. And if we had it at 100,000 or 200,000, it would be much tighter. They'd be much closer and it would be much better representation. In any case, the fifth, the Article 5 convention is our best hope right now. And go look at the conventionofstates.com and you'll see how you could participate in that. It is really the way we overcome Congress. Now, remember, at this point, we're limited on the clock. So it's now time for you to spread the news about America Out Loud articles and podcasts. Become active patriots who make a difference. Let's do everything we can to keep the truth alive. This is Dr. Ted Noel. Remember... It's the message that matters. Let's unleash the truth.